Welcome to episode two of my podcast series, A Happier Life, with me, Tayab. And before we get into it, thank you in advance for listening. And if you haven't already, be sure to check out my previous two episodes. And of course, remember to subscribe so that you never miss a show. Today, I'm going to discuss mental health. I'm going to talk about why it's so important what working on your mental health and good mental health can look like, and a few easy ways to strengthen it. I'm also going to look at why people can struggle to improve their mental well-being or even be resistant to it. And then at the end, I'm going to talk about my personal belief as to why it is so important and crucial to strengthen your mental health. So... Let's begin. Over the past few years, we have seen a massive increase in the discussion around mental health. This has largely been led by topics around anxiety, depression, loneliness, stress, and suicide. And that discussion gets a lot louder when it involves celebrities or famous people. We also have a lot of discussion around men's mental health too. And this is largely because there is a huge number of men that choose to end their own lives. Suicide is the biggest killer of men, in fact, under the age of 45. It's good to remember that there are other types of mental health issues too, and some of them get a lot less attention. Maybe because they're more difficult to understand or it's more difficult to support the people who are suffering from them. Some of those can be um, eating disorders like anorexia, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, psychosis. It's important to remember that some mental health issues will require much more treatment, more supervision and medication. But for the intents of this podcast and for the work that I do, the focus is on those that I mentioned above. Anxiety, depression, loneliness, stress and suicide, and your general day-to-day psychological well-being. All of the coverage around mental health is really, really good though, because it really brings a lot of light and attention and awareness to the situation. And for me, it really highlights three key issues. One, how real of an issue this is. Number two, how it can affect anyone. And three, just how many people there are out there who are suffering and keeping it a secret. So at this point, a good question to ask would be, what does good mental health look like? And what does it mean to work on your mental health? What does it mean then to work on your mental health? Well, firstly, we must remember that everything is going on inside our brain. And the brain is an object, an organ. So we need to look after the physical sides. And then you have the emotional side, the thought process side, your mindset. So let's start with the physical
Our brain is one of the many incredible organs in our body and the ways in which we can best look after it are pretty much the same as the rest of the body. But here are three relatively easy things that you can do to help it. Firstly, water. Are you drinking enough? The brain is made up of just over 70% water and a well hydrated brain will help you with memory function, concentration and your mood. Secondly, are you eating food that gives you enough vitamins and minerals and other nutrients that you need to stay healthy? A healthy, balanced diet is key. And thirdly, sleep. I cannot stress how important sleep is for the brain. It's not just about the quantity of sleep, but it's also the quality of sleep. In fact, sleep is such a huge issue that I'm actually going to refer you and recommend uh, listening to the work of somebody called Matthew Walker. If you put him into YouTube, you'll find lots of videos that come up. He is a leader in this field. Get these three things right though. Drinking enough, eating right and having enough sleep. Get them right and that is three easy wins, but very, very big wins. So now let's go through a few things that you can do to help with your with your mindset. So firstly, you will have seen this all over the place, but it really is important. And that is talk to people. That doesn't mean you have to tell them your deepest, darkest secrets or that every conversation has to be really intense. But it's having a general chat about how you're feeling, how life's going on, what you've been up to, what's happening in the world. It really can be a massive help. It helps you get things off your chest, but those discussions can help you see things from other angles. And it helps us all see that we are not alone in going through the day-to-day challenges that life can present. Secondly, journaling. Some people do this daily, but if you can't do that, even if you just do it once a week, write down how your week's been, what you got up to, how those things went, did you have any problems or did you have any achievements? How did you feel during the week? Did you take any steps towards any bigger goals or ambitions? Whatever happened that week, get it down. It will help you process what happened. It will help you understand how it made you feel. It gives you clarity. It's a good way to self-reflect, but also, it helps bring a little bit more focus to the week coming ahead. I really recommend journaling, and if you've never done it, just try it once a week, just do it for a month, see how it goes. And the third is to learn. Sometimes we want to improve things, but we don't know how. So if there is a particular topic that you want to know more about, for example, how to deal with stress, uh, how to set boundaries, um, how to say no to people, or whatever the situation or thing that you want to look into, research it. There are loads of resources and avenues that you can go down to learn. YouTube, podcasts, books, um, TV shows, just talking to people again. Learn about it because sometimes we might know that we want to improve something, 
but we don't know how. So before we can do it, we need to do the learning, we need to do the research. Expand your knowledge, because as we all know, knowledge is power. I'm going to go through some of the benefits of working on your mental health and then why people can be so resistant to it. By working on your mental health and your mental well-being, you might stress less, deal with negativity better, be more open to new ideas. You might just feel better, feel less nervous, more resilient. Generally speaking, you will have improved levels of daily functioning. You will experience more positive emotions. And when you come across challenges or negativity, you will be able to better deal with them. You will feel happier. So why do some people not want to change? Why are some people just so resistant to working on their mental health? Well, here are a few reasons. People can think of it as a soft skill or something that doesn't impact them. It won't help them progress in life. Some people will actively choose to ignore it because they are more focused on physical or material things that they want, that they can see, that they can hold, and that they can show to other people. Some people just don't have the patience. If they choose to work on something, they want instant results. They'll put in the minimal input and want the maximum output. And when things don't go their way, they'll blame someone else or something else. In the section earlier, I purposely chose relatively easy things that we can do to improve our mental health. Drinking enough water, eating right, sleeping enough, talking to people, journaling, doing a bit of research. These things don't require big changes to our daily habits or patterns. They're very achievable. But for some people, they're too much. Because some people are happy in their comfort zone. They're happy where they are. Even if it's uncomfortable. Because pain, stress, frustration, being irritable, to some, is familiar. And they'd rather stay with what they know. I know people like this. You will know people like this. Good mental health is just like good physical health. Both are long-term projects. Stick with them. Keep on top of them. Keep putting the work in. The likelihood is that as they strengthen, you will never even know that you are using them. Let me tell you why I think working on your mental health is so important. And before I say it, I want to quickly go back to the top of the episode where I said that anxiety, depression, loneliness, stress and suicide were some of the key topics around the discussion of mental health that we're seeing. And these things are on the increase here in the UK and in many other parts of the world. Through my work, I talk to a lot of people who find themselves in extremely difficult situations. And these are the things that they're going through. They're just normal, 
everyday people, they don't have any diagnosed conditions, they're just like you and I. We don't often have setbacks with mental health when things are going well. We have them when things go wrong. And as unfortunate as it is, and as much as we don't want these things to happen, they do. It might be breakups, it might be divorce, you might get fired from your job, you may have money problems or health problems, there are accidents in the world, there's a lot of tragedy in the world, death. These things happen. It's sad, it's devastating, and it's heartbreaking, but they do happen. And it's during those times that you need your mental strength more than ever. One of the big reasons for working on your mental health then, in my opinion, is to ensure that you are equipping yourself with a toolkit that will help you deal with those difficult times. Because life can be very, very difficult. Nobody is immune from that. And that is why mental health is so important to me. You've got to fix the roof whilst the sun is shining. We are responsible for our lives. We have to do the work. I love to help people with it. It's why I started this podcast. It's why I do what I do. And you could try the things that I mentioned. But there's lots of other things that you can do as well. Spend time with your loved ones. Seek help if you need it. Give to charity, do exercise, meditate, understand who you are and what you believe in. And there's so many other things that you can do. But the incredible thing for me is that when you start doing the work, you learn new skills, such as setting boundaries, learning to say no, having honest conversations, limiting your overthinking, creating a more positive environment for yourself. It's where you can thrive and be the best version of you. It helps you feel happier. And you being happier allows those around you to feel better as well. For me, it's a win-win situation. You don't need me to tell you good luck for your journey. It's got to come from within. You've got to want it. So the question is, are you willing to do the work needed to improve your mental health? Thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you think that it could be of benefit to someone else, be sure to share it with them. And I'll see you on the next episode. Take care and stay safe.